Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And, uh, well, after Mash. Whiskey and After Mash. I said that one. This because week. Because it's a double episode. Yeah, you know. All of these are. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. These are okay, but they suffer again from the too much syndrome, which we'll talk about. I'm going to scoop that in so it's not anyway. Um, we're talking about season one, episode 14, CYA. And that's not Catholic Youth Association. That's cover your uh, donkey. And uh, season one, episode 15, yours truly, Max Klinger. Oh, I should have looked a little bit better on my explanation. Playing <laughs> with Ryan. Well, there was a guy in a wheelchair, and I don't know if it ever said his name. Um, a patient. From yeah. the VA, mm-hmm. and Max Klinger was working out with him. He was; they were having fun, doing a great yeah. job. So his kind of thing is, he was excited about working out. Then a man talked to him that was bitter. Well, uh, you're gonna die anyway. Yeah, Thorpe. That Thorpe. guy's name was Thorpe. Thorpe talked to him, and he was so negative. Yeah, and just said, "Well, you're gonna get infections. You're gonna," and he's like, "Well, there's penicillin." He's like, well, your magic drug's not going to keep you alive forever. You got, what, two, three years maybe, and then mm. you're going to start living at the VA hospital. That's the way I've it is. I've seen plenty of guys. Yeah. They all come back dead. And that's what his voice sounded like. So it was spooky. Like. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, Max came back to work with him some more, and he was laid in his bed and ready to give up. Mm-hmm. But at the end, of course didn't so yeah that was that story father mulcahy was charged 518 dollars and 78 cents still towards his eye surgery mm-hmm. that should have been paid but because he had his surgery at st luke's it wasn't covered because yep. that hospital's not accredited yeah not not an accredited va hospital so but he did help someone else who had a missing eye and was do something so we'll talk about that yeah um, so five dollar uh, bus ticket that turned into a sixteen hundred dollar car. Yeah, Whoa. short version. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, Seaman Wilson, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if it was Seaman like because he worked for the Navy. Yeah, that would be okay. Seaman, or if his name was. No, I'm sure okay. that's because he was a Navy man. Okay. And then what was the other one? And Klinger. Um, was oh. inviting Sun Lee's doctor over. Well, he was the resident. It's it the resident, a, right. What's his name? I don't know. I tried to look back. I'll, um, I yeah. know I have it. Well, and then, and then what was the other deal going on throughout the whole episode? So then he, he did invite the other patient mm-hmm. and that the Thorpe guy told him, yeah, you're going to spend two hours getting you in a car for a little meal. So mm. he just gave up. But at the end, he said to Klinger, you know, I could be like Thorpe and be negative mm-hmm. all the time and spend my life being angry. Or I can be like you, Klinger, and look positive and forward mm-hmm. to things. Yeah. Oh, also, Mrs. Bergstrom, 
was looking for her son. Right in the beginning, she walked in and said, you know, where's my son? Here's a picture of him. He, so yeah, there was a lot going on. So she said it to D'Angelo first, who passed it on to Alma, who passed it on to Klinger, who passed it on to the resident, who passed it on to Father Mulcahy, who passed it on to Potter, who solved the issue. Yeah. It was a very sad, sad yeah. thing. I, I could see that one coming, though. Yeah. But yeah, it was... It showed who the true leader was. Yeah, it did. Because D'Angelo was just passing the buck, but Potter, having been a commanding officer... Knew the buck stopped somewhere, and he took it. And dealt with it. Actually was the first one to go talk to the mother. Yeah. And, um, yeah, let's talk about that one first. So okay. she was um, looking for her son. He's here. He was in the war. He, yeah. he, was, he was a casualty. He's, you know, I just want to see him. It's not right that you're keeping me from him. And everybody's just... They're looking for him. Like, they're checking their records. Mm -hmm. They can't find. It is, I actually underlined it so and I could find it. William J. Bergstrom. Yeah, and they're being... Everybody's being very vague as they're handing it along, you know? It's it's and, basically a Tuttle situation where... I mean, even um, Dr. Pfeiffer, the resident, ends up talking to Bob Scannell, the, the old dude who was in Potter's unit in World War One, and Scannell says, Oh, yeah, I had... Coffee with him the other day. Or was it tea? Or, or was this name... Yes, yeah, Scannell. So, Dr. Bergstrom, you buying me coffee? <laughs> and, you know, it just, it was one of those cases where nobody... And his decoration grew. Grew, oh yeah. Like, he mm. was just a regular guy, army man at first, and then he's a Korean vet who was, you know, had all kinds of... A, yeah, I think by the time Metals. Pfeiffer handed it off to uh, Potter, well, Francis, that he had a silver star for bravery yeah. or something. <laughs> it just, his medals just kept growing, yeah. so it was a game of tele telephone. Yeah. So you got to see the difference in what people. But mm -hmm. at the end, it was very sad because Potter yeah. went up to her. Well, he said, he got her in. Yeah, he got her into his office. Yeah, and was talking to her, and she said, "Here." You know, this is what they gave me, but it's not right. And it was like a letter a, from the army. Mm-hmm. Saying, Mrs. Bergstrom, I, I'm ad living here, but I imagine it was something to the effect of Mrs. Bergstrom. Sorry to say. You know, your son died in combat. He served admirably, etc., etc. So she was going around from VA to VA because she did mention at the beginning that she went to another VA who mm -hmm. lost it. Mm-hmm. So, she just wants to see her son. She wants to spend another day with him. It's, it's a mistake. Oh, He's not dead. It was hard. He's not dead. He, your parents, he was just wounded. That's a, I, I think that's one of the worst things in the world that can happen as a child dies before a parent. You it's, can't, not, it's not right that you're keeping him from me. It's not right. So, yeah, yeah that, was, that was heartbreaking. Well, you... Uh, and, you know, that crosses genres. I mean, in um, The Lord of the Rings, yes, I'm a geek. If you haven't picked that up by now. Um, I'm not. No, I didn't watch yeah. it. In Lord of the Rings, uh, the king of um, the horse, the, the horseman, the human horseman, uh, made that comment, uh, parents should never outlive their children. Oh, really? 
as okay. he buried his son. Oh. So, yeah, it, it crosses genres, and unfortunately we see that. But, you know, Potter was very understanding and did his best. And the, to her credit, the woman who played Mrs. Bergstrom, the mother, did, did quite a good job. She did. She kept mm-hmm. showing the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, he looks 11 there. Well, this is when he was 11, but his face is still the same. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, the, that, yeah. The guy in the wheelchair and the doctor did end up going to dinner at a Klinger's home. Mm. And um, that's how it ended because the doctor was still there. He's a resident, so he's poor. Mm-hmm. So he's still eating. Yeah, Klinger. <laughs> Klinger and Sun Lee are doing dishes, and Klinger says, let me get the last dish. And he picks it up from out in front of Dr. Pfeiffer, and Pfeiffer goes, what, no dessert? Like, around a full mouth of rice and whatever else it was. Um, and then, what yeah. was the, what was the da, other um, Oh, with, Francis. With, yeah, with Father Mulcahy. Yeah. He did realize that his will not be covered, so he would have to pay for that. But this kid who was missing an eye, who came to get his new eye... Seaman Wilson. Didn't have an appointment, which was the the crux of his problem. So he wanted $5 to pay for his bus ride mm-hmm. to get there. But since he didn't have an appointment, he wasn't due it. However... He was due a car! $1,600 allowance for a vehicle, which back then you could get a pretty nice decent vehicle for Mm -hmm. so for them refusing his five dollars they now have to pay sixteen hundred yeah i thought that was i thought that was pretty awesome when okay he is just triumphantly he he bursts into (laughs) d'angelo's office literally picked alma up and moved her yeah and uh uh d'angelo is arguing with peter piper printer (laughs) over his rubber stamp signature stamper that it has a wrong letter and he's refusing to pay but um because he's cheap and then you know this comes through and he looks at alma and says what just happened and she goes we just bought the farm <laughs> oh alma yeah she, she is tries a, so she, hard i yeah, don't like her though <laughs> and she succeeds yeah. She tries to be unlikable and she succeeds at it. No, she wants to be Miss, Mrs. Mrs. D'Angelo. <laughs> which we see more of in the next episode, yeah. Yes. That's... That's pretty much it for this episode, yeah. but I, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, no. the quality of it was bad. Yeah, no, the, re- the recording... Like it would just freeze It and... keeps skipping, which... Yeah, but... But the show itself was pretty good. I mean, if it was on TV, and mm. I, I think I would have watched that. You know, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, it. I think this could have used at least one less plot line because right. It's I a think, lot to follow. I think there were at least three major and one minor plots, and we needed one less. Right. I think at least one less. You know, that's habitually the thing that this show seems to suffer from. Is it wants to give every single person their own plot. No. Which is something that MASH never did. So yeah. it's sad to see after MASH do. Yeah. The one neat thing that we're seeing here that I... It'd be neat if, if this paid out at the end of the series. Uh, Klinger is starting to get involved in the PE of patients. The physical oh, yeah. therapy, the rehabilitation. You get 78 cents an hour extra for that. Yeah, 32 cents more oh, than I'm getting now. 32 cents. Oh, yeah, sorry. 78 was 
the yeah, end of how much fun with it. Yeah, I realize. But that. um, he he seems to really be getting emotional satisfaction out of working with the vets mm-hmm. in physical therapy, and the the pay would be nice too. But it'd be nice to see him move into that space, and we'll see because he's still doing it in the next episode. But we'll see if it pays out over the long term. Right. So, anything else for this episode? Nope, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even looking at, like, the IMDb pages anymore, because they... Don't help. They don't help. They, nobody cares enough to put anything yeah. up there. Um, Alright, so Season 1, Episode 15. Now, uh, something to keep in mind. If you get the discs, which we did, because the quality mm-hmm. is a little bit better than the YouTube videos, which I get. I've, I've played around with video editing, and when you render it onto a disc... Uh, you can render it at a higher quality than you might be able to stream it off of YouTube. These days, not quite so much, but I'm sure that when these were originally put out, that was the case. But uh, anyway, if you if you want to watch along with us, you can watch on YouTube. Uh, go to narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There we have all of our back recordings, including those from just our mash uh, podcast, but also Aftermash. And if you find the first episode of Whiskey and Aftermash, in the show notes I have linked the first episode of Aftermash, so you could find that on YouTube, and also over to the Etsy page where you would be able to get uh, these burned on a disc. Uh, if you watch them on disc, they will skip a bit. Yeah, and they're off by one episode. And they're off by one episode, yeah, which which is always confusing right away. So, like, on disc, episode 14 is labeled tr- uh, Yours Truly, Max Klinger. But it's really CYA. And it's right. because of the first episode being a double, whoever put the menu on the disc... Uh, Forgot that the, it was a double. Yeah, they broke the first episode into two, but then they didn't have, like, episode one, part one, episode one, part two. So, um, just an FYI. But, again, you can find all of our back episodes as MP3s over at that website, narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash. Otherwise, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, your favorite podcast application. Just search for Whiskey and Mash or Whiskey and Aftermash. I think you can find us under both. Definitely Whiskey and Mash. Because as far as I'm concerned, this is a continuation. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, so that you know when our latest episodes have come out. That's facebook.com slash whiskeymash, or else there's a link over on our podcast page at narclaninc.com. But anyway, on to Season 1, Episode 15, Yours Truly, Max Klinger. I love, I like this episode, just, mm-hmm. you know why. It's basically a... Dear Dad. A Dear Dad. Exactly. Yeah, That's it's what a, I thought. Mm-hmm. It's in the Dear Dad format. The whole time, uh, Jamie Farr is narrating as Klinger, and we're just watching this happen. And um, the way I see it, the, the major plots that we have, one is Klinger is realizing that he's having a kid, and him and Soon Lee live in an efficiency apartment where everything is one room. Their bedroom is also their living room, which is their dining room. <laughs> and he realizes that the baby won't have his own room. So he gets back into the habit of trying to 
not con, but he's trying to do stuff. And, of course, he gets in with the weirdest company. <laughs> he starts by trying to sell whole beef to people by phone. But then, um... Mel's meat. Uh, Mel decides, well, I'm not going to sell whole cows. Because I have way too many hides. And not enough people are buying the meat. So now I'm Mel's upholstery. <laughs> And then uh, he forms a subsidiary of Mel's upholstery, because he has all this upholstery and probably a lot of leftovers, and it's Mel's toupees. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible toupees, too. And of course, Klinger is just going along with this, because that's Klinger. So, that's that. Uh, then you have Mike D'Angelo, who decided that there was this great surgeon, great reviews as a surgeon, horrible as a co-worker, but great as a surgeon. And he hopped on this guy and, and probably traded a few favors somehow to get him on staff. And uh, Potter is peeved because D'Angelo didn't consult him at all. And um, Potter and the guy, whose name is Boyer, um, who is a battalion aid surgeon, get off to a rough start. And then, as you might expect... Uh, him and D'Angelo switch positions on this guy by the end of the episode because Potter sees him as a surgeon and he just has perfect instincts in surgery. But Boyer just rubs everybody the wrong way. He so says at D'Angelo's table. His private table. <laughs> I didn't know that people had private tables well, at doctor's office. D'Angelo? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, I believe the line that really sent D'Angelo over the edge was Boyer saying, now look, I'm just about finished with lunch. I know that they have lemon bars. So after I finish, I'm going to go get a lemon bar, a cup of coffee, and finish reading Walter Winchell. So I probably have a half hour left. So you can either sit your fat butt down, stand there like that, or leave. It never really showed what he did. Well, D'Angelo walked away, but, okay. yeah, you know, he, he stormed off. But, and yeah, he, that was, Then he fired... Oh. Yeah, well, he didn't fire him. He never actually gave him a proper um, yeah. <laughs> contract. Yes, because it's not the digital age, the paperwork yeah. wasn't instantly done, so the paperwork came in, was in his in-basket, and he moved it directly to his out-basket. In other words... Boyer was out, but Sherm stepped in and said, no, you haven't seen the man in surgery. He's staying. We still don't know what stick is up his butt. Hopefully we'll find out. Because this is a continued episode. Mm-hmm. But, um... I wish yeah. we knew that stuff ahead of time. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> you know, like, uh, Comrades in Arms, part one. Oh, it's a two-part oh, episode. A gotcha. Two yeah. No, this wasn't yours truly, Max Klinger, part one. It was just yours Not truly. Not only that, it was the YFA. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't even Max Klinger. But anyway, um, so yeah, guy was a battalion aid surgeon. Bitter, 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 bitter. Very Especially prickly. against, like, Potter. He's like, yeah. oh, you were in a mash? Yeah. Oh, you had... You had it made. Yeah. I would Tokyo love to got venue. the cream of the crop. You guys got... The, the next. next. And we got the covers. Mm. Yeah. Alright. And apparently he lost a leg in Korea. We don't know how that plays into it. 
but he was getting a leg fitted at the end. And um, Potter, being Potter, is not willing to give up on him because of a poor attitude. Because he's a brilliant cutter. And we know how Potter works with brilliant cutters who have an attitude. Oh, yes. Consider That's Hawkeye. <laughs> he lived with that for three years. Actually, Hawkeye, BJ, and Winchester. That's the three true. of them each mm-hmm. had their own idiosyncrasies. That's very true. Oh, absolutely. I think, but I, I think Hawkeye... No, BJ would have been the easiest out of the three. But yeah. Not, it's a toss-up between Winchester yeah, and Yeah, for different Hawkeye. reasons, but I agree. So, yeah. You know, Potter knows how to deal with this. And once he sees the, the genius of this guy, he's not going to let him go. Um, an initial conversation that led into Max uh, trying to get back into basically the con game was him and Soon Lee having a conversation about what they should name their kid. <laughs> I thought that was very cute. Max insisted on Halil for a boy, and Soon Lee was insisting on Moon for a girl. And then then Max realized, oh, crud, we live in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, But he's describing all this to um, Radar. Yeah, in his letter. letter. Mm -hmm. That's right. So it's to Radar that he's writing, which is why it's like a dear dad. Um, Oh, and I, I would say the other big plot is, uh, it's a subplot. It's still a big enough plot, but yeah, again, like, three main characters, they all gotta get their own plot (laughs) for whatever reason. Oh, Mulcahy is there, and uh, a mother brings him in to talk to her son, because she's Catholic. The kid's father is Baptist, and so brings in the Baptist minister. Baptist minister, Father Mulcahy was trying to work together, but the Baptist minister was like... Okay, so in my mind, (laughs) Mulcahy and the Baptist minister were trying. But the parents were antagonizing them. Yes. And that antagonization brought out the worst in both of them. And they started fighting. And it ended up basically being a holy war. (laughs) Because all the patients who were there in the rec room started brawling. <laughs> no! But then we see them in the cafeteria at Father and the Baptist Minister. And they were... Yeah. Thanks for putting the half Nelson on that guy, Francis. Well, you know, Bob. <laughs> so they were... Yeah. They were trying to help. It, it was very interesting for me to see that on TV, to see that attitude where... The wife was saying, you know, ours is the true religion, the Catholics. And the Baptists were saying, you people, (laughs) how dare you presume that yours is the only right way? It's not. It's not even close to the right way. In fact, um, what, the father called Mulcahy that fish stick. (laughs) And then he asked if he wanted to... Split a steak, and he's oh, like, I, "Oh, it's Friday." Yeah, yeah. In the cafeteria afterward, the Baptist minister. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Friday. I know. I know. <laughs> but that was good natured, I think, right. at the end. But it, it was interesting to see that sort of antagonism between faiths because we're really, I think, trying so hard to be ecumenical. Yeah, you I, know, and all work together. I, I had a lot. It's of, the only way that this world is going to work is if yeah. we all work together somehow. And you know, in college, <coughs> I did not 
just hang out with Catholic friends. It, they were friends. Some of them were Catholic. A lot of them didn't practice anything. I had, I'm out with a Baptist. I'm like, sorry, whatever. I deal with a lot of Catholics who think they're really Catholic, but no. they don't go to Mass. Yeah, no. Um, there, there are a lot of facets to your faith, and right. it was it, it was just neat to There's see just different levels. It, it was neat to see this reflection of what the fifties might have seemed like, right, to a Catholic. And attitudes have changed, and that's oh, all. Yes. That's all I'm, you know, because it's not like I'm saying, you know, I have a Lutheran friend, so I know. This. <laughs> but the attitudes have changed. It's no longer us versus them in terms of no, Christian it's religion. No, let's work together mm-hmm. and figure this thing out. Which is nice to see, but it, it was still funny to see <laughs> a holy brawl. Yeah, I did. And, and that would have happened, I think, back then. Oh, I'm certain. Like, yeah, I'm certain it would yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only other thing, a, a minor subplot, um, is to Angelo oh, his. with his headdress. I don't even know how that came up exactly, but he had this full, like, head to He was knee. at a Boy Scouts, um... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, tell me it wasn't a cheap. Boy Scout. Well, uh, a boys thing at um, the Pasco Company, and they awarded him the Tribal Medicine Stick. Mm. And yeah. Elma said that's a big stick. Yeah, he had on a headdress that went from above his head to his knees, and yeah, he had like this peep, peace pipe head He stick, did say whatever. some sort of boys club. I don't okay. know if he said boys scout. I, I think he said it, boys club. It could have been Boy Scouts. I really hope not. It was at the Pasco Company, though. Just because the Boy Scouts did appropriate quite a bit of um, Native American heritage to some of their programs, and not in a great way. They've reformed a bit, but no, they're still way to go. No, you can say that, but they thought they were doing good. I really believe I, I we didn't know back then. I know, but it's, it's still not great. It's a different great. world. Where, no, I'm not saying it's <laughs> great, but I'm just defending them because... It, yeah. You know... Back then, you played cowboys and well, Indians. I, I know, and I'm an Eagle Scout, and I was in the Order of the Arrow, which, just based on that name, yeah, you know, well, it's like, but I, I get it. It just it was never yeah, a do, hateful thing. It was always teaching to be good. It was it, always, I mean, it, I watched well my meaning, brothers go yeah. through it, my son go through it, and yeah. I had never once heard a negative. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you look back, you say, oh, it looks very negative because mm-hmm. they're wearing the headdresses and, the, you know. Yeah, you're not being very, the... yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't yeah. ever think it was meant yeah. to be negative. The pale man dresses in our clothes and tries to dance like us. He does not do a good job. <laughs> Every culture tells white people can't dance well white men can't jump well guess what (laughs) yeah but anyway um so yeah here's d'angelo and almost starts whipping around this peace stick like a baton she did it really well though well and that's you know d'angelo says alma oh this was terrible were you twirling that i love the baton do it some more and then he's dancing behind her, and she's just, oh, Mike. Oh. We were actually waiting for someone to walk in, because they were, like, uh-huh. playing this role playing. Yeah. And, like, both of them smiling ear to ear, one uh-huh. being the twirler. And then what happens? 
you know, she finally finishes and he goes, Oh, Alma, that was lovely. If only I had met you when you were young. Oh, ouch. And Poor you could Alma. see that she, she just wanted him to slap so him. I wanted to slap him. Yeah, she wanted to I don't slap like the Alma, D but off of his name. I feel bad for her. Me too, but like... Yeah, no, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> she doesn't deserve what he gives her, but... She should just stop going after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she needs to... If, if he's that antagonistic toward you... You do not need that sort of aggravation in your life, girlfriend. Snap. Snap. You need you need to find yourself a better man. Girlfriend. You need to find someone <laughs> who appreciates you, girl. You leave that boy alone. And then I love the ending. My favorite part. Oh goodness, yeah. So of course uh, Max wrote this letter to uh, Walter. And that's what the whole show was. But then we actually see Walter reading it. And he's in his overalls. And then they zoom out slowly. And there's this woman standing next to him. And she elbows him and goes, Walter? Oh, sorry. What? (laughs) Say I do. This is what rehearsals are for. Well, I got a week to practice it. (laughs) Yeah. He's getting married. In a week. And it wasn't the girl... I thought it would be the girl the on the plane yeah. that he laughed with. Well, I was really hoping. Wouldn't that have been cool? It would have been. You don't know that it's not her. It didn't look like her. It was a little blonde. Yeah, so? Um, Colonel uh, Penobscot doesn't look like Colonel Penobscot oh, either. Oh, that's true. They didn't care about continuity. Yeah. Oh, I hope it is her. We're lucky that we actually <laughs> got Gary Berghoff. <laughs> But, so, anyway, this is a continued version, or mm, episode, so... We, you can pick up with us next week and see what actually happens with Walter. There was a, again, like I told you, um, and I think it's on the discs, there was a pilot for a show called Walter, where it's never heard of W it. star, A star, you know, like MASH, but with Walter. Um, and, I don't know, maybe this was kind of the lead into that? It didn't, as far as I know, that didn't go past the pilot. Yeah. Can't imagine Walter working. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Good, good try, but, um, no. Well, Mary Tyler Moore had three offsprings. Like, it had the Phyllis show and the spinoffs. Yes, it had Rhoda. So, it had, like, a bunch of them. Well, I guess none of them worked, though. Like, not like the original. Yeah, that's. But the one that did work is. Cheers and Frasier. Oh, yeah. I'm no, not a Cheers some, fan, but I love Frasier. Yeah, I agree. And some of them do work. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, just because it worked once. <laughs> it was so good, though. Does not mean <laughs> that and you can just keep spinning stuff off. No. 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 <laughs> okay. So, uh, I think that's about it. And... They, these didn't have, like, umpteen million plots. They didn't move terribly quick. But it's not over yet, either. It's halfway no. through. It's to yeah. be continued. You know, they, these were two decent episodes. They weren't as good as the ones right after the Thanksgiving one, in my opinion. Um, they were okay. I know that there's no way we're going to get it, but I wish we would get a better recording, and I think that would really improve the experience, which I think is something you've said before. Yeah. 
because like you're watching it and it freezes and then you missed a word mm-hmm. and that word may have been like something pretty important. Yeah, you know, we just skip. I mean, like for the for um, yours truly, Max Klinger. We skipped the whole opening credits. It just it froze it and then went right to the next part. Right. It's like all right. Uh, this is where we're watching it from. That's yeah. Good. So. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. You know, find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Whiskey and Mash, or email us right at the show. There's an email link on our website. Let us know what you think. Um. And again, in uh, in the middle of the show, I I mentioned where you can find the episodes to watch along with us. That would be great. And all the people listening from After Mash, Mash, anything, still give us a call. We would work something in for any of you. I don't care if it's makeup or team or, you know, Mm -hmm. Ellen Alda. Um. Yeah, anyone. (laughs) It would be amazing. You know, it really would be. So uh, thank you for tuning in. If you found uh, worth in this and you would like to help support the show, there are two things you could do. One... Go out there and leave a review. That helps uh, improve our rating and helps other people find us. Or, just as important, share this with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, someone who you think might enjoy listening to hearing about the Aftermash episodes and not having to watch them themselves. Because we, we synopsized? That's not a word. Uh, we... <laughs> we... we uh, brought to you the high points in about a half hour, what otherwise would be an hour's worth of watching. I think that's a pretty good value. And we just have fun talking about it. Yeah. And hopefully you have fun listening. And yeah. Let us know. Let us know. In the meantime, I am Chris Pullman. I'm Gloria Ackerman. Have a great week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I'm getting better though. Yeah. It's well, not as jam-packed as the beginning. Yeah. You know, just like with a lot of series, I think they're they're starting to hit their stride. They're getting coming into their own. Yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> by the time they really hit their stride, the race well, is I gonna be over. Well, I think they've done a diff- few different things. Just yeah, the name yeah. General General sounds yeah. tacky. Like you know, I think they could have just put a little bit more yeah. great writers. I would not, you know, oh, I would they, they did what they could. They did what they could. And yeah, you, you have a lot of these good writers still, Burt Metcalf as producer, but... And yeah, it's, it's very just, 70s-ish. I mean, yeah. that's how she was born yeah. in the 70s. Yeah, well, it they was early fluff. 80s, so it was still, yeah. It, it was fluff. Yeah. It, it's... Okay. Yeah. Have a great night. Lots of things we've talked about. It. <laughs> have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.